Eat, Sleep, Movie. Repeat. A podcast from Cafe Cinema's Kitty Kitty. Welcome to episode two. In the next few minutes, we'll find out who is right in our predictions for the Flash box office numbers in New Zealand. Ross has some concerns about Indiana Jones in the Dial of Destiny. We chat about Jennifer Lawrence's new comedy, No Hard Feelings, and also what Cafe Cinema's Kitty Kitty are doing to celebrate Matariki. G'day, Ross. How are you? Good, mate. How are you today? Very good, thank you. Okay, uh, let's start off by saying perhaps you and I aren't cinema geniuses when it comes to predictions. No, um, and I'd like to uh, say that the dog ate my homework. It was raining. Yeah, what a interesting result for The Flash last week. I went to see The Flash during the week, and can I be honest, I really loved it. I mean, I had my orange juice and my giant bag of M&Ms, and uh, I thought it was great. And, you know, I'm, I'm not a big fan of superhero movies. I used to be as a kid, but now I've sort of got that fatigue they keep talking about. But I thought, you know, it's got Michael Keaton in it. I'm going to go see it, and he did not disappoint. Yeah, look, I think the the jury's out on The Flash. I think that, you know, we're not alone. The It underperformed across the world. Now, if I remember correctly, you went very hard on this and said you were going to pull a $2 million number, and I was right there with you. I was at 1.7. And, and these movies should make that money. But unbelievably... <laughs> Unbelievably, the flash clocked in at nine hundred and sixty thousand box office for the week, plus a couple of sneak previews. So that is a, a, a quite a low number. However, having said that, on the scale of you know New Zealand versus America, we probably overperformed ever so slightly against the average for America. So you know, wasn't great. It wasn't great, but you know what? It'll have another week in it, so let's see what happens to this next coming week. Well, we're heading to the school holidays as well, so hopefully that'll help it out a bit. There'll be a lot of movies hanging around, right? There definitely will be. In fact, you know, the, the film that's probably going to hang around right through the school holidays is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. That film really got up over the top of The Flash. You know, it actually outperformed them slightly on Tuesday, Wednesday, which is pretty incredible for a, a film in week three, but it does represent how good that film is. And I'll just quickly shout out to Mungamooka School, who came and saw the movie yesterday at the cinema. Great bunch of kids, just a small school. Uh, they had a great time. Yeah, The Flash. Look, I just think go and see it. It's a good movie. It's got some great cameos. Uh, you know, forget about the stuff with Ezra Miller. He's actually got great comic timing. He acts really well in this. It is a good movie. I understood it from not seeing a whole lot of the other movies. I, I kind of sit there in the multiverse things and go... What the, what now? But, you know, hey, I got through it and I didn't have a stunned mullet look on my face, Ross. Yeah, look, I think um, uh, there's definitely some questionable CGI, not going to lie. Um, I'll never tell you a film's fantastic if I don't think it is. There is some questionable CGI in the film, but, you know, it's not anything that we haven't seen already in some of the other blockbusters. And I do think that sometimes people read far too much into what they're hearing the critics say online. I think if you're voting with a decision made by a critic, you know, they may not necessarily like what you like. And, and we can cover that another time, Brent. But um, yeah, I think I think just get out and see these movies and keep supporting all the theatres, you know. I think so. Right. We just have to say, too, that this is a no-spoiler podcast, but there are some great cameos in The Flash that you do have to see. You really do have to see. As we move on to some other movies as well, 
Jennifer Lawrence has got a comedy coming out, and I find her she's hilarious when you see her in interviews, isn't she? Oh, absolutely. Look, I I love Jennifer Lawrence. I think she's a great actress. She's very real. Like she comes across in all her interviews as very genuine, and that seems to be the feeling around Hollywood when you see other people talking about her, about how she is in interviews, and she's just a very real person. And uh, you know, she's very famous, of course, for the Hunger Games films. But now she's getting a little bit older and she's starting to get into producing films and she's stepping out into this comedy called No Hard Feelings, which is an R16 comedy. And I've seen it and I did find it very amusing. I've watched the trailer and I think she's very funny in it. The whole trailer is basically about two minutes of innuendo. And that's pretty much it. Look, the film, if you're a fan of the movies like Something About Mary, Farrelly Brothers films, you know, um, Shallow Hal, Me, Myself and Irene, this is very much how I felt this film was playing. I really enjoyed it. I think it's refreshing to have something new. You know, we've seen we've seen a lot of films recently that are that haven't really got out of the gate, but I thought this one it's it's not a high budget film, but it's very entertaining and it's got some really good um, actors in it. Like you know, Matthew Broderick is one of the key people in it. So, so can you give us a quick synopsis of what it's all about? Yeah, look, Jennifer plays a sort of 30-something good-time girl. She's a bartender and an Uber driver. She lives in a holiday town in America where during the summer the town brings a lot of rich people in and they obviously make money, but um, also the rich people want to buy up all the property. And then when you know the winter comes, the town, you know, everybody goes and, and the townspeople are just sort of there. So she's in a position where her property taxes are mounting, she's trying to pay her bills, her car gets repossessed, and she's basically really struggling to make ends meet when she gets an opportunity to work for a rich family who have a very odd and uh, interesting situation with their young son, who's 19. And they feel that he needs to have some more quote-unquote life experience <laughs> and are looking for a woman who might be able to help him out, shall we say. Okay, that's good. Matthew Broderick, he looks he looks hilarious in the uh, the bit he plays in the trailer. It's great. Yeah, the, the helicopter parents, and they're very funny because you know, you, they're in this beautiful, beautiful home, but all their clothes are like very, very vanilla, taupe clothes. <laughs> they dress very the same. And you just look at them and you go, oh, yeah, they are, they're really selling this parenting thing of being very bland parents. It was quite funny. Oh, that's good. Okay, on a scale of maybe 1 to 10 Jaffers, how many Jaffers will you give it? Oh, look, I think it's a solid 7.5 Jaffers. It's a fun night out. It's a good movie for ladies to get together. It's definitely one for the men as well. It's funny. As I said, if you if you remember those Farrelly Brothers films, um, you know, like Shallow House, something about Mary, it's very much in that vein. Uh, it is R16, so you do need to be 16 plus to see it, but that's for a very good reason. There is some nudity in it, and both of the stars who are in it um, are both nude at one point or another. So you do need to, you know, take that as it read. If that's not your cup of tea, that's fine. But it is funny, and she she delivers. I mean, you know, Jennifer Lawrence is a funny actress, and she does deliver. One I'm looking forward to, and I'm going to a night before screening of Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Okay, so this is where I'm going to have a real moment. <laughs> Come on, Ross, you can't have a moment. The movie's not okay. out. <laughs> All right, let's, let's, let, let's go back. Let's go back in time. Okay, so Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark, 1981. 
what an amazing film. What it just, you know, the film was called Raiders of the Lost Ark. It wasn't called Indiana Jones. It was called Raiders of the Lost Ark. And that introduced us all to Indiana Jones, who was this adventuring, hard-nosed, woman-loving, you know, whip-cracking adventurer guy. And it was just a perfect film of its time. And I love that film. I think anybody who grew up in that era with Indiana Jones, we were just blown away. Cycle forward three years later, they bring out the Temple of Doom, and that was really good as well. Again, entertaining, adventuresome, just a good time film. And then Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. And look, look, I thought that that film was amazing. You know, the spectacular sort of um, sets and the places they went and everything else. It actually really got me going and. Uh, about um, 14 years after that film came out, I actually managed to get to Jordan and travel to Petra and saw where the film was shot. And that was just spectacular. Yeah, look, I, I watched Raiders of the Lost Ark the other night. I thought, I've got to see this because the reason I got interested in that because of the Star Wars connection. So George Lucas, Steven Spielberg, and as the story goes, that's become the big urban legend, uh, Tom Selleck was initially who they wanted to play Indiana Jones, but because he couldn't get out of his contract for Magnum P.I., they were in Hawaii on holiday, apparently, watching Star Wars at a theatre, and they saw Harrison Ford on screen and went, oh, yeah, Indiana Jones, there you go. So that's how Harrison Ford came to be in the movie. I just loved everything about it. The whole look of it, the real sets, everything that was in that, and watching it again, it is still a great movie. The Temple of Doom, I wasn't a huge fan of that one. Still a great movie, but I loved The Last Crusade. Sean Connery as as his dad, it was just spectacular, and it kind of went back, it reminded me more of Raiders of the Lost Ark. And, you know, I have to be honest, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, I, I didn't mind that either. But, hey, apparently I was in the minority with that, Ross. Yeah, I think you were in the minority. Look, for me, the trilogy uh, ended. (laughs) The trilogy ended at Last Crusade for me. And then, you know, cycle forward to 2008, they announced they're going to do another Indiana Jones film. So I think there was definitely some real interest in that film. The film did, I think, off the top of my head, $2 million in its first week, which is a big, big number back in 2008. And I think audiences were really, really excited about seeing Indiana Jones, especially those of us who'd grown up through the 80s and and into the 90s. Now, the problem with that film was that it just went too far, in my opinion. And I just don't think the film delivered what everybody thought. And there's a a very famous South Park episode, which if you go on YouTube, you can watch it, where they do talk about Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. Again, probably not for younger viewers, but, uh, (laughs) sorry, Uh, I just think think that that was, um, yeah, unfortunately, it, it, it made a lot of people feel like, oh man, you just should have stopped. And now here we are in 2023, you know, we're 15 years further down the track. Harrison Ford is 80 years old. Uh, and that's nothing against Harrison Ford or 80 year olds. It's just that this is going to be a real push for this movie to get out of the gate. I think I, I worry about it. I've been worried about it for a while. What are you worried about? I, I just think that if this is another Crystal Skull, people will feel like Harrison Ford shouldn't have gone out that way. He should have, you know, The Last Crusade was an amazing finish to the trilogy, you know. They rode off into the sunset, they connected with the father and the son, and it was just a really nice, well-packaged, 
the way to ride, ride that film into the sunset and see it to the end. I'm concerned that this film is more, you know, dragging an old man around. <laughs> sounds terrible. And I'm just worried that it's one of these films that will disappoint purists. And I think that, you know, because we're the, again, the generation who are going to take their kids and their grandkids to this movie are the people who love the first three and probably forgave the fourth one. And I think if they go and see another film that they're not super happy with, that'll they'll just be very disappointed. And I, and I hope it's not like that. I mean, I haven't seen the film. You hear things online, obviously, but, you know, I'm hopeful that Indiana Jones will do well. I still think... Look, I still think Harrison Ford's a great actor. I think that it's definitely got the opportunity to get out of the gate and entertain people. And at the end of the day, that's what movies are about. It's about entertainment. So as long as you go there and you come out of it and go, you know what, I was entertained. That, that's probably all that matters. I think so. Look, you know, and out of the gate, uh, second podcast, not so great with our predictions in the first one. So let's go for a box no. office idea for this one, Ross. Uh, look, I'm going to go crazy again. I'm going to say $2 million. Oh, look, you know, again, uh, again, Brent, <laughs> if it goes to $2 million, I, I would be very happy. I honestly thought to myself, you know, I would probably, if, if, if Flash got to 1.7, I'd be saying 1.5. Flash got to under one, so that is a real tricky, <laughs> tricky position to put myself in. Now, look, I still think that they will get a good result. I'm going to go with one point, yeah, one point two five. I think you know that will be a good number for Indiana Jones in week one. But of course, one of the big things we've got right now, and you mentioned it at the start, is we are cycling forward to the school holidays, and it could well be that a lot of people are holding their money back. Rather than spending it on the Flash now, maybe they're just waiting to the school holidays. They take the kids to those movies that they want to see in the school holidays, give them something to do. So, you know, maybe that's where the money all is at the moment. But we'll soon see, I guess. Okay, Ross, we'll see how that goes. So what's happening in the next few weeks at Cathay Cinemas in Kitty? Obviously, we do have school holidays starting and there's plenty of good films still to come in for the holidays. But one of the things I'd just like to mention is that we are putting together effectively our very first Matariki Film Festival. It's something that I've been sort of gestating on for a long time, and I think it's something that works really, really well. I mean, it's a time of celebration. You know, it's a time to look back and then look forward and be thankful for what we've all got. So I think it's an important thing that fits within New Zealand's um, psyche. So I'm putting together this little festival, and it's going to be sort of headlined by Coco the Disney film, which has been redubbed into Toreo. And it's also pulled a few movies out of the archives. Very thankful to the New Zealand Film Commission for being able to help me out with a couple of the films that we weren't able to source anywhere else. So we've got movies like a documentary about Ralph Hotere, the painter. We've got uh, Hunt for the Border People. We've got James and Izzy, which was actually based on some people who live up in that, uh, that area. We've got a movie called Matariki, which actually is an older New Zealand film, R13, but um, just be aware of that. Uh, the Par Boys and Whale Rider, and of course, another Taika film, What We Do in the Shadows. So that should be a little bit of fun uh, starting on the 13th of July. All right. We'll see in the next podcast if our prediction came true. Ross, it's been great having a chat. Thanks so much. Oh, it's always a pleasure, my friend. Thanks for listening to Eat, Sleep, Movie, Repeat. Cafe Cinema's Kitty Kitty bring you the best in entertainment. Find out more and book your tickets online at cafecinemas.co.nz.